Christmas time is here. <laughs> yep. Can you believe it? Christmas is here. The weekend after Halloween. Like, it comes every year. <laughs> Christmas is upon us. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, fully in the holiday spirit. <laughs> and yet, this movie <laughs> got me, like, right there. You are now. Um, we're back. Mm-hmm. We're back for Christmas. We moved We moved back home. <laughs> we were in the big city. We quit our jobs in the big city. And we're like, oh, there's a festival in our hometown? Sign me up. Let's head back. Can we bake some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> when Elena got to my house tonight to record, mm-hmm. I was like, what if you walked in and this place was decorated? <laughs> like... To the nines, and I had a nine foot Christmas tree that's literally covered <laughs> with ribbon and ornaments to the point where you can't tell there's a tree underneath. Yeah, and I would have loved the commitment. Yeah. To the joke, and I would have also <laughs> been terrified. And for my my hair state. would be in a soft curl. <laughs> be wearing a cherry red lip. Mm-hmm. And pearls <laughs> and pearls. And heeled boots inside. Right. And the cardigan with only the top button buttoned <laughs> over a nice, like, A-line dress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got this down. Oh, boy. It's good to, it's good to be home. <laughs> it's good to be home in Lambton, Connecticut. Oh, man. With? Population 25. <laughs> <laughs> George... They never say his last name. I mean, he's George Wickham, essentially, but it's not. I think they do at one point, at the very beginning. Okay. But I missed it. But um, he keeps talking about how he's so nervous because it's his first term as mayor. Mm -hmm. Nobody lives in this town. Only 25 people tops. Also. And he has an assistant. (laughs) They have a picnic table with thermoses of coffee. Yeah. That people just line up for. Yeah. Half the town is in line for. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. The best coffee <laughs> in town. Twenty-five people are always in line for coffee at a picnic table. <laughs> but four of them are out of towners. <laughs> we have a lot and of questions. Three. Oh man. Um, should we describe the plot in thirty seconds? Yeah, oh, yeah. You start it out because you're better. Okay. And I want to start strong. <laughs> Although, having said that, I don't I have a new watch since last Christmas. So I don't have... What does that mean? I don't have a... Th- I can't time it. Oh, but don't I always time it? I don't remember. How did we do this podcast? <laughs> Who are we? Okay, stopwatch. Ready, set. Stall your wine. Got Go. it. Uh, Elizabeth Bennett is a party planner who comes home to Lambton, Connecticut to plan the Christmas festival. There's a water main break that literally opens a sinkhole in the town square. So they have it at Pemberley Manor owned by billionaire William Darcy. And then the two of them fall in love. And there's lots of sexual tension. And a new window accidentally. Yeah. Done. That's it. 26 seconds. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, you did okay. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, Mrs. Darcy. <laughs> I don't know that I would say she comes home to live. Oh, yeah, that's true. Even I don't think home. she is home. Yeah, no. But she knows George was her friend from college. Who's now the new mayor. And he's the mayor of Lambton. See, I called it her home because in Pride and Prejudice, Lambton is the Bennett's home. Yeah, you have to kind of forget what you know about the book. Really, you do. You have to forget that you like Elizabeth Bennett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to forget that you don't like Mr. Darcy. Yeah, this was You a have real to forget flip. that you don't like George Wickham. They <laughs> played fast and loose. <laughs> they with, just had the name. <laughs> with the Pride and Prejudice references. Yeah. Jane Lucas is the mayor's assistant. She's obviously an amalgamation of Jane Bennett and Charlotte Lucas. But even, like, George Wickham is never a villain at all. He's sort of a foil. Like, they sort of turn it into a love triangle where Darcy thinks that Lizzie is going to get together with George. But George is never the bad guy. And there's just... (laughs) Pride and Prejudice has so much good plot. Like, it's an incredibly well-plotted novel, famously. Mm -hmm. And they just don't use any of it. (laughs) Like, her family doesn't exist. Just the names. Oh, and those are such good characters. Yeah. And... She kept talking about how, like, on Christmas Eve, she was going to drive to see her family. And I was like, can't wait for the family emergency. Yeah. Didn't come... And Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Oh, Imagine if just... I Mr. Collins popping <laughs> up in that town. Um, the woman who... Caroline, who's sort of Caroline Bingley and also Catherine DeBerg. Yeah. She's just like... She's an aloof boss, but she's not that bad either. And from the get-go, Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth get along. Like, they have one very short scene... Where she tells him he's being too mean to his new assistant. But it was him trying to make a joke. Even. Yeah. So we knew that he was... Like, we there, we never questioned if he was great. Yeah. Which I kind of did like. And even when she I went to be him. like, Hey, your assistant didn't know that was a joke. You're being mean. He, like, loved it. He was like, Oh, thank you for reminding me. He was, like, smirking. He was super into her bod. I'm like, why can't this be a fine? <laughs> I just yeah. think if you're gonna like in, invest that much Jane Austen capital into it, right. like use all those names, and then go ahead. Like it didn't, it didn't have to be Pride and Precious at all. It just could have been a story. Right, and they even they don't even say Pride and Prejudice in the title. They just say Christmas at Pemberley Manor, yeah. which makes it more like these are going to be all the deep cuts for the super fans. And it's like, you just disappointed all of them super fans <laughs> by only using names. But that being said, I don't think anyone would be disappointed at watching Mr. Darcy on screen for two hours. He's so charming. So charming. And I'm here for it. I, I like him a lot. I never wasted a second hating him. <laughs> he loves a pullover with a half zip. And I love him loving it. And I it. am here for it. <laughs> Somebody in wardrobe 
either like put one on him or saw a picture and was like, done and done. Yeah. Also, <laughs> adding my new ringtone is that man saying, how can I help you relax? <laughs> okay. This movie was so horny. But these two. They played it like they didn't know at all. There were several scenes where you're like, are they touching like out of frame? Yes! Like, there's one where it looks like they're holding hands. But... When they, like, decorate a tree. Like, the frame cuts off at the elbow. Yeah. And also, when they're decorating cookies, they're standing so close together. Yeah. And if you're operating a frosting bag, your elbows are out. I really hope people can see the hand motions you're doing right now, because I'm... Die. Did you write this movie, Janet? Did you write this No, but if, if I was decorating a cookie and somebody was standing... Well, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be mad. If he was standing that close to me, I'd be like, this is a hindrance, but I'd, right. be, but I'd be fine with it. I'd zip that <laughs> zipper all the way down to his <laughs> rib. <laughs> it's a half zip. Way to pause. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't think of what was in that area of your chest. <laughs> it's like, it's not his navel. All the way down to his rib. Heart. Okay. The okay. little divot in between your... <laughs> oh, I almost really My brand new Wayfair rug. This episode is brought to you by Wayfair. I bought a new rug there on Labor Day. <laughs> Thanks, Wayfair. Um, Thanks for taking my money. <laughs> thank you for shipping me this rug. Um, yeah, they are like the the eye contact and the like purring conversation. Purring is such a great way to describe it, Janet. Thank you so much. Uh, you should work in the book industry. <laughs> should work with words. Um, yeah, they're just like from from the jump. They're into it. Well, and I think it's him. I don't think she's purring as much as, like... You think it's just her way? I think she's thirsty AF. (laughs) Um, And I think she's being very manipulative, but I don't think it's ever acknowledged that she is. Yeah. Which it's like, if you're going to play that, play that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think it's obvious that she's gunning for him, but she plays it like she's not. Yeah. Because even when they're trying to get him to let them use the manor for the festival, um, she's like, I'll turn on the charm. Like, she is very, like, oh, I can I got to wrap this guy around my little finger yeah. to start with. <laughs> then I'll move on to his rib. <laughs> okay. Um... And so, yeah, at first you're like, oh, she is. Like, she's charming him and trying to get him to work with her. But then mm-hmm. she's like, I mean, he's a, as the newspaper headline says, a billionaire running a huge corporation. And she forces him to go shopping with her. She's like, I need help. You're going to drive me around. And, yeah, and that's the part where I'm like, she's got an agenda. Yeah. Because they literally have 20 volunteers, which is... Nearly the entire town is Yeah, it's the only people we ever see. And she tells him that he has to help her buy decorations. And he points out, I'm sure one of these volunteers has a car. Right. And she's like, you're going to help me. (laughs) You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Wait, which is obvious. Yeah. It's obvious, but she doesn't, 
she plays like she's completely innocent to it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't get what her thing was. Yeah. And again, Austin Purist over here, but like Lizzie Bennett is just supposed to be so like vivacious and charming, but she's also like doesn't suffer fools. And yeah, she's witty. And is not at all bashful. So there's a lot of the the stuff with her boss where she was kind of like, oh, oh, okay, okay, Caroline. Right. Like, nope, nope. And her whole like just being like a crazy, yeah, like thirsty people pleaser. I was like, that's not, no. It's not Elizabeth Bennett. It's not Bennett. Who in the book would it have been? Um, Kitty. Kitty. Uh-huh. Okay, can I just say? Okay. And if there's ever a Hallmark movie based on Mary Bennett, I will be the happiest girl in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be fun. Are you listening, Hallmark? I would love, like, we'll call it, um, oh, I can't think of, like, Nerds of a Feather or something, but, like, (laughs) A nerdy, 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 yeah. socially awkward Christmas movie. Yeah. All day. Love Please. it. Concertinas. <laughs> Piano solos for lovers. Um, <laughs> and so there have, I think there have been a handful of like Pride and Prejudice ripoff movies. There's one from a few years ago. Um, the bookstore one? No, it's about show dogs. Um, because the sequel, Marrying Mr. Darcy, aired like this spring and we missed it. Okay. But the right, ridge right, right. was when they meet and it, <laughs> Mr. Darcy is a show dog judge. And I Lizzie, just the show like, <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie a really is a, dog, is a dog shower. Um, and it follows the beats of Prime Precious very faithfully. Sure. In a way that makes you think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I love, I just love a Prime Precious adaptation. It's all I could watch. Oh, it's. Every single one forever. Oh, yeah. It is rom com, bread and butter canon. Mm hmm. I really mix the metaphors together. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Um,. But yeah, they had, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, they had good chemistry. It was fun to watch him. He's just a real delight. Yeah, and I'm going to say it's him. It's him. Like, I think he could He's have got a good smirk. A mannequin. Yeah. And I'd be like, I believe it. <laughs> and she, well, it's tough because she reminds me very much of a someone in life that I don't like at all. Like, Janet. <laughs> no one you know. We got to support women, Janet. Mm. Tell her that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but her mannerisms and her looks a little bit, but mostly like her mannerisms and her way of speech. Oh, her. No. No. I don't Wouldn't know. that be fun if I knew who it was? I don't know who you're thinking of. Um, yeah, remind me a lot of this girl that I hate. So I was spending a lot of time being like, ooh, I hate you. And then I was like, oh, no, Janet, you just hate you know who. She who will not be named. Um, but I liked him a lot. I yeah. think that's been established. I liked him a lot, but I don't, like, have not... I don't have a nemesis that looks like her. <laughs> and I can say, I don't trust this woman. 
I think she was lying about her motivations for hanging out with him, which made me like, eh. Yeah. You know how much I hate magicians. I would put lying about your motivations in that same realm. Just be upfront that you're going to trick me. Um, I also would think, because she and George are friends from college, and they went on one date and then decided to be friends. I'm like, you know he likes you. Treat him better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing. <clears throat> Tossing your hair around. And, and the randomly singing. Uh-huh. Definitely singing loud enough to be noticed. Oh my gosh. Um, Thank you for bringing this up. So she sings when they're baking cookies. Uh-huh. She sings again in front of Santa Claus slash the groundskeeper. And they're, they're both like, not like under your breath singing. It's like... I want people to know I'm singing. Yeah. And then when the dude say that obvious, like, you have a great voice. She does, like, this whole, like, rigmarole. Like, Who, oh, me? No, oh, no. Oh, I never Please. sing anymore. Yeah. And she does a thing when they're decorating cookies and she's singing where she's not even, like, on the, the, on the temp, not the, she's not on the same cadence as, like, the singer. <laughs> she's, like, doing her own little thing like like instead of just like singing normal it reminds me of like people who if their favorite song comes on on the radio or any song comes on the radio mm-hmm. and then they're just like i want to stand with you and i'm like just sing along whose like, favorite <laughs> song is savage garden what station do you listen to that was it <laughs> That was one of was an important song when I was in college. Um, yeah. But you're like, this isn't, what are you doing right now? Like, if yeah. you're singing along in the car, just sing. But then it's like, this is my moment. They're like, here I am. It's like the people who go to karaoke I and then just balance. like very earnestly sing Shania Twain. You're like, this isn't fun. No. I wouldn't have thought Shania Twain, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Um... Which, I like to go to karaoke the day before Thanksgiving often. And last Thanksgiving, there were, like, two groups at this karaoke bar, like, mm-hmm. the people I knew. And then a group of wannabe opera singers. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it was intense from their crew. You never want to be the earnest person at karaoke. <clears throat> you, yeah, don't. It's so embarrassing. If you're going to sing... Man from La Mancha, or whatever. Like, it needs to <laughs> be Impossible dream. Yes. <laughs> they definitely sang that very earnestly. Anyway. Amazing. Anyway. Um, the one thing that I did like about her at the very beginning when she met, I guess it was Darcy. Or no, I think she... No, she was at her catch-up dinner with George. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, like, she was stressed and busy. And George was like but you like your job, right? And she goes, I love my job. And like, she was very, she loved her job. She knew she was good at it. Mm -hmm. For the most part, she would stand up for herself. And Mm -hmm. I liked it. Good for her. Yeah. I also like, you can have it all. Very forthright about buttering her roll. (laughs) Is that a you? like, I eat carbs, and I'm taking this whole plate of butter to put on it. <laughs> I think because it gave her stage business instead of actually eating it. 
She's like, I'm here to butter this roll. The one instance of her being terrible at her job is that when she shows up to this town and has to like set up for the festival and then forces Mr. Darcy to go shopping for supplies. So weird. They just go downtown and go to, I'm going to say, 60 stores. Because when you first see them, he's carrying so many bags. maybe 10 bags and like 15 boxes. Mm-hmm. They load into the car and then she's like, oh, we're not done. And then they come back and she has 10 bags and he has 20 bags. Like you're going, what are these stores? Like you're setting up for a festival. So you need like lights, yeah. wrapping paper. Got a Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going at? What are you getting that the, then they put in one little gift bag? Well, yeah, I think they were also to get, like, the gift bag or the gifts for the children. Oh. But then they go to Toys R Us, which is not close, but then they go to toy stores. Yeah. And they go to, like, Country Time Burberry. Yeah. And it's like, as an event planner, you should have suppliers. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It was very dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about her as an event planner and thinking about the like five days of events for this town of 25 people, <laughs> what do you think was the cost per head? <laughs> I mean, thousands of dollars per person. I mean. And then I was wondering, like, how much time is each person spending at the festival? Because it's yeah. only worth it if every person in town is there for six or seven hours a day. <laughs> was it only happening at night? Yeah, they only had the, like, the specific events. The events uh, every night. Tree lighting. The next day was... Santa. Santa, the kids. And then they had reading the Christmas story, which was not the Christmas story I was expecting. It was the book, The Christmas Story. Yeah, it was the, it was the night before Christmas. Yeah. And I think she said reading the original Christmas story. And I took that to be Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph. And I was there expecting... There was a census. <laughs> Which, in that town, a census would be very short. Everybody um, here? Cool. <laughs> Buddy system. Like, like that really sweet moment in Charlie Brown Christmas where Linus does like the actual... Original mm-hmm. Christmas story, and I love it so much. And I kind of thought Hallmark was yeah. going to go there. I know the real meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars for twenty. Conservatively, because they also decorated the house, at least the outside, and that yeah. was all and, like built little huts, and then they, <laughs> yeah, and then when her boss comes they scrap everything she's done and they build fancier but they don't talk about where the budget is now coming from yeah okay it no no bad event planning for no people um there was a lot of staring I wrote down good staring. Yeah. The event planning, terrible. Staring. Staring, good. Delightful. It was. It seemed like an homage to Colin Firth, who is the best starer in the business. Uh, 
When he stares at her playing the piano. She's turning the pages. She's turning the pages. His sister's playing the piano. Come on. That stare could cut through steel. Yep. It could. It could free prisoners. Later, they flash back to that stare and she like sees it dimly in a mirror and it's still still it breaks the mirror mirror so i wrote down three window shots because there are three different times where you just see mr darcy um like peering back a curtain and staring at lizzie on the lawn and then i crossed it out and wrote four window shots because it happened again He's just sort of constantly staring at her from his window. Although then he did mention it one time. He's like, no, I'd prefer just to watch from the window. I'm like, thank you for acknowledging that you've done that many, many times in this movie. Um, I can recall two of them. It's getting gross. I can recall two of them. So obviously my threshold for men staring at windows is a little higher, (laughs) which I don't know what that's telling me to examine in my life. Um, But... The the first one I remember was like very startling and off putting. Yeah, which is probably why it normalized all the other ones for me. <laughs> yeah, because the camera angle was w- really weird. It was actually for a moment scary. Yeah, just like a flash. Yeah, of like this is a creepy camera angle. Yeah, like maybe he's gonna murder her. Just maybe. Just maybe. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He didn't. And, I, and it's not like I would say it's the moment that I identified the serial killer, which is a favorite game of mine. Mm-hmm. It was just I identified that maybe the cameraman in that moment was the serial killer. Yeah. Because <laughs> it felt very much like just the shot. It was, it was as if maybe they didn't have a real window, like, to shoot through. Like, so they had to put the camera at a weird place because they're like, this window doesn't have the other side. Like, it doesn't it, go all the way around. It, was it just felt steep. very weird. It was too, like, way too close and yeah. way, too, way too far down. Yeah, you're like, we get it. We know he's upstairs. Yeah, and then the lighting of it. Because they show him too. inside first. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, shoot it as if from outside. So you're like, yeah, I know where he is. Right, just go farther away from the house. It was unsettling. The house, though, was beautiful. It was a beautiful house. They've done... There's one Christmas one with Winnie Cooper where there's, like, she's taking care of a mansion back in the day. Mm-hmm. And the mansion just feels like not a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how is she taking care... This is a job? Yeah. But this house, I think, really stacks up to a, what a Connecticut Pemberley might be. Yeah. Inside and out. Yeah. It was a great location. Good job, Hallmark. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, here's something that made me very uncomfortable. Oh. When the two of them are painting the carriage. <laughs> no. If you know what I mean. It's not a euphemism. She was talking about, I don't know, like Christmas, who Christmas, the meaning Writing of Christmas. And she was niece. saying that, yeah, she had written a letter to Santa to show her niece that it was still okay to, to do it. Yeah. And he was like, what did you ask Santa for? And she's like, well, this is a little embarrassing. You're like, you're going to think I'm laugh. silly, but I asked for true love. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's, 
Yeah. And manipulative. Like, she's she, not enough to yeah. tell him that. 100p. And she did the whole, like, you're going to think this is silly. But then she said, I asked for true love. And she just looked him straight in the eye. And he said, why would I laugh at that? Why would I laugh at that? Yeah. That guy. Ooh. Deserve better than her. Yeah. <laughs> he should marry Jane. Jane was cute as a button. She really was. I really liked she her. She always is in those um, also, it's weird that they're painting the carriage because it's one that he grew up riding with his aunt and uncle. Uh-huh. And apparently, it was just bare wood the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's never been finished. I think he said, like, the snow. paint needs a touch-up or something. That was raw wood. But how would they have carriage paint? <laughs> raw wood. <laughs> Yikes, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I don't think that works. Yeah. Oh, and he, at one point, he said, he was talking about childhood at Pemberley, and he's like, yeah, my aunt and uncle used to take me on sleigh rides. He's like, it wasn't really a sleigh, more just of a fixed up old carriage. I was like, oh. <laughs> that you the poor man's sleigh. <laughs> just a horse drawn carriage. Yeah. That we tarted up. Pretended like it was a sleigh. Started up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we both started laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to downplay a carriage. Oh, just some old carriage <laughs> that's in my coach house under a tarp. Ooh, so weird. I didn't realize that George was Wickham. I think I got him mixed with Bingley. Um, Bingley. Yeah, Travis was Bingley. Yes. I mean, sort of. That makes sense. So I, I thought it was weird when George was asking if, like, he should go for her. Yeah. I was like, is he, does he know what's going on? Because later, when he didn't end up going for her, and he's talking to her, he's like, you know, he seemed like a different guy, and I think there's obviously a reason for that. Yeah. And I was like, so like, were you actively cock-blocking him earlier? Yeah. I don't trust his motivation either. I think that George and Elizabeth are the better couple because I think there might be snakes in the grass. Yeah, they're Slytherin for sure. Yes. Yeah. They're Slytherin. Yeah. And I think also just because George is George Wickham, I kept waiting for him to be bad somehow. Or like, yeah, to like hide a piece of information or something. So yeah, I don't know if he. Bad I don't know if it was actually in the movie or if I just kept being like, "Oh, you're about to be a sneak." I will say that his foundation did not match his skin. Wow, tone. he looked very ill. Like it was like a, a yellow green yeah. undertone next to his very peach neck. I was like, "Are they trying to make him look seasick?" Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, attractive man. Yeah. Yeah, I so. like him. I'm sure he's the lead in a different one. I, I also didn't think... I didn't like Lizzie's hair very much. Mm. Like, he was weirdly curled. And it just wasn't into Lizzie. Yeah. End of the day. Yeah. She's not the worst you've had. But... No. He's engaging. But I also think it's hard. It'd be super hard to have Elizabeth Bennet yeah. be the bar that we were comparing her to. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
You got anything else, or should we uh, Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame it? Let's Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. Okay, Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame is the car situation. (laughs) One, she should have rented a car. Yeah. She should have had her own car. Yeah. Two, the fact that she made him take her around um, because she didn't have a car is ridiculous. Three... He had a driver who could have just taken her around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Four, she says, oh, I'm going to drive home on Christmas Day. How are you driving <laughs> home? You've never had a car. Yeah. Your budget is obviously limitless. Yeah. Rent a car. Rent a car. She I... says dumb stuff about, like, you're just so good at carrying things. So it's like, no, no. But how is she getting home? There is no car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's a major plot hole for me, is the car. Um, My hall of shame is Caroline's hair. It was really weird. Can I, Gracie? What? (laughs) Did it kind of have a greasy vibe to you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it was... I don't know. It was just like, it was like shoulder length, but it looked like it had so much mousse in it. It was just very stiff. It was like they tried to mousse it to make it look super full, but it didn't work. So then it just looked stiff and like weirdly misshapen. Mm. It was just really bad. Yeah. I think they're also trying to make her look very severe. Yeah. But also kind of approachable at the end. So they kind of do this thing where the top Maybe just of her like, head is stiff, severe, yeah. and then randomly at some point becomes <laughs> movable at the bottom. Well, maybe it was just supposed to be like rich lady hair, you know? Like, whereas Lizzie's was like wild and curly, and hers is just like very immaculate, but they didn't do a good job. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry. Man, Hallmark movie hairstylist. Watch out on this podcast. <laughs> we are calling you out. I'm sitting here in my apartment with like third day hair. <laughs> when a, yeah, it, but you are paid for it to was, do that hair. <laughs> it was being held up by an office rubber band. <laughs> glam, glam, glam. I'm going to do Hall of Fame first because I know what yours is and I think we need to end on it. Oh. I think. I hope you're right. <laughs> if not, okay. we're starting over. I love that you know me well enough to know my favorite thing in this movie. I mean, it was a shining, right. it was the right. shining right. star. <laughs> so my Hall of Fame, um, and you know me well enough <laughs> to, to know, know why I why I love. No, <laughs> it's when. Um, she walked in on him <laughs> wrapping gifts. Oh, yeah. So poorly. So poorly. Mm. And it I found it so charming. Because, <laughs> of course, this, like, handsome billionaire is bad at wrapping gifts. And also, as has been on the record on this podcast, I love wrapping gifts for other people who are bad at wrapping gifts. Yeah, I feel like that so was I the could... you identified with her. <laughs> So I could really see myself falling in love with somebody that you had to say who's bad at wrapping gifts. <laughs> I, I love that you're just owning that. Like it's 
adorable and not kind of terrifying and not like kind of super unhealthy. Only that. Like, I'm not going to wash your dishes. But I am going to wrap every single present that ever comes across my path. Hey, that's it's going to be a real gift. <laughs> hey, real gift. All right, take it away. Okay. Honorable mention, which was just briefly touched on, is the <laughs> unintentional innuendo of when he keeps asking her how she relaxes. <laughs> Because it's like, whoa. The next scene could definitely be in a hot tub. Yeah. Definitely naked. Smoking a a cigarette. So I'm like, now I'm relaxed. Jump jump cut. Um, And that, oh, that just makes me giggle to no end. Um, But the number one, (laughs) number one moment. This movie is when she has gathered the volunteers on the lawn. Again, it's 20 of the 25 residents in the town. And she has a clipboard and she's giving them a pep talk. She's pacing back and forth, in fact. Like a little general. And she's saying things like... Are we gonna decorate for Christmas? And then twenty five people all in unison are like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just it was like there was supposed to be crowd noise, <laughs> but they couldn't help it all say it at the same time, so they just tried to do it unenthusiastically. Oh my gosh! And then it would happen like four or five times. Yeah. Like, are we gonna be ready for Santa with his presents? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, are we does ready? This, does this town know what's going to hit him? No. <laughs> it reminded me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Anytime they're like, and the peasants rejoiced, and they're just like, yay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and it's like, was this like the 19th take? I've... And they were just like, mm. but my, mean, you can't go back and use... It's definitely summer. They're definitely outside of winter coats in summer. Yeah. So maybe they're all just about to have heat exhaustion. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't fix it. Yeah, just put in more audio. <laughs> it, was, it just sounds like two people talking at the same time. <laughs> we have to get this done in four days. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, oh, our new mayor wants to have a five-day festival. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, it's weird that he thinks that that is, like, what's going to be yeah. his Yeah, it's going to be the basis of, of his, his re-election campaign. <laughs> well, you've done nothing then, sir. Yeah. It pointed out by the fact that literally the town square... Is now in a sinkhole. Can yeah. We, can we talk about yeah. what a terrible mayor you are? <laughs> if you're basing your entire reelection on the festival and not repairing the water main in the middle of town, the water main. This town was definitely without water. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> and but there is a really funny. There's a really funny shot where, like, 
they get there in the morning, they have to like duck under caution tape. They're like, what happened here? And there's like a water main broke and now there's a hole in the town square. And then you can see in the distance just the roof of a gazebo, <laughs> like at their at feet level. Yeah. And it's very far away because you can tell like they couldn't, you know, the special effects are not that nice. But you're like, oh, that gazebo's in the in a hole in the ground. Right. And then there's, where's the gazebo? It's in the hole. In the they hole. say that. And it's pretty funny. At that moment is funny. And it cuts directly from dinner. Where she's like, I love my job. And he's like, I love being there. And he's like, with us together, what could go wrong? Cuts to caution tape. And it's like, oh, someone was murdered. Someone murdered Santa. Someone's dead. This is Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. (laughs) All right, town. Is someone dead? Yeah. Are we going to find the killer? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Well, amazing. I think it was a great start to our Christmas season. Welcome back. Welcome back to your hometown. We've to your waiting, hometown. We've been waiting for you. We missed you. The festival's Guess who's start. still single? That guy. That you remember. How do you relax? How do you relax? <laughs> um, well. I kind of like this idea that we do... A new segment for season two mm. called Hallmark Movie Pitch. So that was our pitch. <laughs> and then next time we'll end with a new movie pitch. Perfect. Great. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>